Scripture this morning comes from Ecclesiastes, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 6. Cast out your bread upon the waters, for after many days you will get it back. Divide your means seven ways or even eight, for you do not know what disaster may happen on earth. When clouds are full, they empty rain on the earth. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. Whoever observes the wind will not sow, and whoever regards the clouds will not reap. Just as you do not know how the breath comes to the, to the bones in a mother's womb, so you do not know the work of God who makes everything. For in the morning sow your seed, and at evening do not let your hands be idle. For you do not know which will prosper, this or that, or whether both alike will be good. That's God's word for us this morning. Somebody said uh, the only certainty in life is uncertainty. Uh, the only certainty is, is change. And, and really, even with change, uh, there is a certainly uncertainty. But certainly, in that uncertainty, we find God's presence and God's providence. Somebody said that uh, change is good, you know, that we should seek change. And the response uh, I made one time when hearing that is, yes, you go first, you change. Cast your bread upon the waters. We've heard that phrase so often that uh, we may not even realize it, it comes from the Bible. It's part of our popular culture. In fact, uh, we may think Benjamin Franklin said Cast your bread upon the waters. But there it is right there in Scripture. Cast your bread upon the water. And some folks uh, read that and think in reading that and reading the uh, words that that follow that that's an investment strategy, that you cast your bread out there and it will return to you seven or eightfold. And if uh, any of you have any investments in the stock market this week, you uh, know that what returned to you was was not um, very much. In fact, uh, you've lost uh, everything. Good news this morning. You've lost everything that you thought you had gained this year. Cast your bread upon the water. I think it is more than anything an expression of the certainty of uncertainty. We don't know what will happen when we cast our bread, when we do something. When we act in faith, we don't know what storm clouds may be uh, out there in ahead of us. We don't know, for instance, when we started the growing project this year or any year that we've been involved or any year that any farmer has been involved. You don't know whether there's going to be too much rain or too little rain. You don't know whether the corn prices are going to be high or whether they're going to be low. You don't know whether a hailstorm might come over your field and destroy everything that you have worked to do. You don't know if a tornado may come through the field and take away half your crop. You don't know. 
You've cast your bread upon the water. You've acted in faith. And God tells us in Ecclesiastes these words that when the clouds are full, they empty rain on the earth. When a tree falls to the south and north, where it falls, that's where it lies. Verses 3 and 4 talk about God's providence, God's presence, the certainty in the midst of uncertainty, that God is always with us. So that even when things seem to be precariously perched somewhere, like a tree on the side of the cliff, uh, that perhaps you have seen something like this before. You've looked at it. And the first thing that has come to your mind is, how in the world, how in the world is that tree still standing? What keeps it in place? Now, the preacher in Ecclesiastes talks about God's providence. In our call to worship, we talked about God's providence. We made a statement in our response. God's steadfast love endures forever. That even in the midst of certainty, there are some things we can count on. That we can count on God's presence. That we can count that whatever happens, God will be there. All of us make plans. Somebody said, you know, if you, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. You know. And all of us have, have done that. All of us have made a plan have thought things out very carefully. We've used our wisdom, our best wisdom, uh, the best of our resources. We've done everything exactly as you are supposed to do it, the best way you can possibly do it. We have crossed every T, we have dotted every I, we have covered every base. We have a good plan, in fact... We probably have deceived ourselves by saying we have the perfect plan. And almost no sooner than we try to put that plan in action or that plan begins to unfold, unexpected things begin to happen. Things that we did not anticipate. Things that we never dreamed would happen. We plan for our child's education, our children's education. And once their education started, perhaps something interrupted that process, something we didn't plan on, something they didn't plan on. We've gone to college with a plan, expecting that when we graduated, we would get a job. And lo and behold, when graduation occurs, Uh, The economy is such that jobs are very difficult to come by if they can be had at all. But we had a plan. It wasn't supposed to work out that way. In the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of unintended consequence, God promises us that God will be present. 
through every circumstance of life that the steadfast love of God endures forever. And finally, the writer in Ecclesiastes, the preacher, talks about acting in faith, the last two verses. Just as you do not know what comes or how it happens that bones in the mother's womb come to life, so you do not know the work of God who makes everything. In the morning sow your seed. In the evening do not let your hands be idle. Act in faith. Nothing happens until we act. Whatever our plans are, however well we think our plans are laid out, the plan will never come to pass if we never do anything. Nothing will happen until we act in faith. One of the stories that uh, has always been an inspiration to me in my ministry is a story about a man named Clarence Jordan. Clarence Jordan was from Americus, Georgia. It's about 100 miles, a little over 100 miles south of Atlanta. He decided to try, his plan was to uh, have a social experiment. He was going to create a, a farm, a place where people, impoverished people, black and white, could come to live, could come to raise their families, could come to grow uh, crops to sustain themselves, that the community would be self-sustaining, and that he uh, enacted that plan, he invited impoverished families from South Georgia to move to Koinia Farms, gave them land to work. They built homes together for the different families that were going to be there. This was in the uh, early 1900s, around 1940 or so, 50. Uh, the plan was not well received. Uh, any plan in Georgia, and I'm from Georgia, any plan in Georgia in the, that time, uh, particularly in that time in the history of the state, any plan that involved blacks and whites was not uh, received favorably. Any plans that involved what, what, what folks uh, call race mixing, that was not well received. That was not well thought of. And Jordan didn't care about any of that. And his community began to grow. And they began to prosper a little bit. And one evening, uh, the community was visited by members of the Ku Klux Klan. And they came in force, they came in numbers, they came with torches. And they burned everything that they could burn. They destroyed everything they could destroy. They did everything that they could to create havoc, to create chaos. They didn't hurt anybody, at least not physically, in the process. But they wreaked havoc, destruction. The next day, a journalist from the local paper showed up. Reverend Jordan, to interview him, the farm, with a smug expression on his face, he asked Clarence Jordan what he thought of his experiment now. What do you think about 
your attempt to create uh, a community where different people could live together. Look at this place. You'll never put it back together. What do you think about that now? And the journalist said, uh, he said, I guess this is a failure. I guess the success you thought you were going to have is not going to happen. Clarence Jordan looked at him and said, Sir, you've got it all wrong. We Christians aren't about success. We're about being faithful. We're about doing faithful things. And if you come here a little bit later today, you're going to see people doing faithful things, cleaning up, putting things back together. If you come here tomorrow, you're going to see people doing faithful things. And we're going to trust in God's providence. Clarence Jordan went on to write the Cotton Patch Gospel. Some of you may be familiar with that. Clarence Jordan went on to host a family at Koinea Farms. The Millard Fuller family. Millard Fuller, founder of Habitat for Humanity. Acts of faith. In the midst of things that uh, can seem uncertain, there's God's providence. There are the acts of faith that God blesses, and that God assures us that no matter what happens, God is present. We thank God that the bread that we cast upon the water uh, a few months ago, uh, that we will be able to celebrate a harvest. It is absolutely miraculous that over the eight years that we've been doing this with you, with Oxford, Uh, that we have raised the amount of money that we've raised. It's just a miracle. Just absolutely a miracle. God has richly blessed us. You all have been doing it a lot longer than than we have. So your blessings are, are even richer. Your memories even stronger. We thank God for blessing our act of faith. We thank God for God's providence. That even in the midst of what can appear to be great challenge, God promises us. God with us. It's the Christmas promise. Emmanuel. God with us. God is with us through Jesus Christ. Paul's words to the Romans... Hey, remember this, the eighth chapter. Absolutely nothing, nothing will ever be able to separate you from the love of God that's yours in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for your presence, for your grace, for your miracles. And Lord, we thank you that that you do those through through ordinary people like us who who allow ourselves, who, who let ourselves simply step out in faith. God, thank you for that blessing. In Christ's name, amen. Let me invite you to turn in your hymnals to our...
hymn of commitment, 